Hello, thanks to what whether you're watching or even listening on iTunes or Spotify to VIP Boxing's Bell to Bell podcast, episode 112. And also you can watch us on YouTube, where a lot of you do, but I think most listen on iTunes. I'm Steve Lillis. With me, as always, uh, in the top left of my where I'm sitting, uh, John Evans. You okay, John? I'm all right, Steve. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm good. Tonight's special guest, um, a train we've had on before, um, offers great insight. A bit of an unsung training hero. Not a lot of people write about him or put a mic under his nose. But he's the commander-in-chief at the Elite Boxing Gym in Bolton. Alex Matvienko. How are you, Alex? Yeah, thank you, Steve. Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good. Well, great to see you or, and listen to your words of wisdom again. But I'm just thinking today, um, when I was making a few notes about your gym, I know you've got the amateurs there, keep fit as everybody. And I know you don't blow your own trumpet. Are there better gyms in the northwest of England for sparring? Because everybody seems to converge there. Yeah, um, we call it the mecca of boxing, really, in our local area because everyone seems to come for the sparring. So, um, yeah, we get a lot of really good sparring constantly. It's churning. I think I do think obviously location helps. Bolton's kind of central to everywhere. But yeah, we've got a lot of fighters ourselves, and and we do find ourselves with a lot of spar. You know, I get a lot of people ringing me saying, "Alex, you're the guy for sparring." People I haven't spoke to for years, you know, ring me up and say, "You know, I've heard you're the man for sparring." Yeah, it's mad because as you know, I do matchmaking with Tom, who works with you at the gym. Yeah. And when I mentioned Tom's name, people will say, "Oh, I was over at over at Elite yeah. Boxing last week. I saw Tom." Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know, and and it just comes. Everyone goes there for sparring. Yeah. It is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I, Alex, we, we've not had you on since uh, Jack fought Heaney in that rematch yeah. uh, a couple of weeks. How, how's Jack doing and what, what are your thoughts on right. that I night? I think he's just, just about recovering after a 10-round absolute barnstormer. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's been sore for days. Obviously, he moved up to middleweight. He's not a middleweight. He's a light middle, but he wanted to take the chance. Obviously, the first fight was, was a little bit more... Um, it ended like abruptly and a little bit more of a bit of a cagey sort of affair where this one from the first bell to the last bell was just pretty much carnage. You know, Jack yeah. ran straight at him, stuck it on him, then he stuck it on Jack and it was just back and forth. Uh, just a bit of a bit of a slugfest in a way. Yeah. Yeah. So with yeah. Jack now, is it the, is the plan to do what you've done in the past, getting back couple routine yeah. four rounders a six rounder and then see what's out there after that early next yeah, year or I, something I going up to middleweight they're probably just too big for him um and you know he, he's a big bloke Heaney and compared to Jack you can see there's a size yeah, difference yeah. I mean Heaney's probably quite big for the weight though to be fair as well but yeah Jack Jack's a light middleweight um and, and he's not a middleweight yeah it was good. I was watching it. it was a, like you said, it was a hell of a fight. There was times when I was watching Heaney's face, and there was times I thought, if Jack can go again here, he might, yeah. he might really put a dent in him. I was more off watching Heaney's mannerisms. Yeah, yeah. He just couldn't sustain it for that second like, burst, could he? And yeah, really put a yeah. dent in him. Yeah, I think the first round, Heaney hit him with absolutely everything. Yeah. And I think it took a little bit out of Jack. Yeah. Uh, took a little bit out of him, but. Like heart and what a gritty performance he bit down to the last second, but so did Heaney as well as you say he was yeah. struggling at times, but it was a class fight. I mean, I didn't watch the other promotion, but 
everyone seemed to yeah. say this was some fight compared to the other main event, unfortunately, like, but yeah, yeah, it was a good fight. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, all right then. Thanks for that. And we hope to see Jack back very soon because he delivers excitement like a lot of the the fighters you have in that gym, the way they perform. Yeah. But we're gonna start with round one. You know how you how it works on here, Mr. Matt Vienko, you're a regular. And we're gonna start with, with you having the first the first shout, um, Alex, and you're gonna speak about um AJ. Yeah, well, I like the heavyweights, everyone likes heavyweights in British boxing. That I, I think we've got one of the most thriving eras of heavyweight boxing. You know, if you look at the top 15, we've probably got a lot of very good, you know, good domestic right up up to world world level. We've got a good bunch, haven't we? And um, obviously all eyes have been on AJ, a lot of pressure coming off the two losses. Um, and, I, and, and Franklin, I like Franklin. He reminds me a bit of a Tony Tubbs type character. He's got like the bit of a barrel chest. He can throw, he can slip. Um, I like his style. I think we've seen that we probably are due for a heavyweight, super heavyweight division now. I think Franklin's more of a heavyweight. Joshua's a super heavyweight. He showed he's got a good jab. You know, Franklin's a good fighter. But I do feel we should see a split of the ideally divisions. Um, AJ's only been with his new coach a while. He's getting a lot of stick. I think they should let him try and progress into that having this new coach and new role. Um, you can't go off this performance. He's not been with his new coach too long. Um, and, you know, I like his jab. At times, he does look a little like he's not enjoying it, maybe, as people say. You don't really know what's going on with AJ. But I think people were a bit too harsh on him. You know, he's under a new coach again. He's coming off them two losses. And, you know, I like Franklin. I rate him. I rate him. But yeah, a little bit biased on commentary, I felt, and the scores and stuff. But yeah, um, I'd like to see him get another fight and, and, and see how that performance, if you can build on it. Yeah, I, I didn't see the fight. I was away the weekend. I was just following it on Twitter. But the only comment I'm going to make, so I can't comment on the performance and the little scuffle in the ring afterwards. I haven't seen any footage. Um, I was following on social media. I just, maybe it's me getting older and older, but I detest the, the abuse AJ's getting. Oh, yeah. really, it's, oh. it's getting to me more and more. We, I brought it up last week, and I think the way what people were saying about him during the fight yeah. was absolutely disgraceful. I yeah. do not like that at all. Do not yeah. like that sort of criticism at all. You're right. One, one of the top five guys in the world, isn't he? But uh, the, the thing with Joshua is only a few seconds left here, but you need, for Joshua to be what we know he can be, Alex, He's got to hold his feet and let him go, hasn't he? Yeah, and he just right. looks like if there's something right. stop. He's so worried about what's coming back. Yeah. He's he's depriving himself of being what he can be. Yeah. If he if Joshua held his feet, let his punches go, he might take one or two back. But geez, yeah. imagine being on the end of that. And that's what he can do, but he's yeah. just not the same, is he anymore, really? I don't uh, think. Yeah. That's why I, I just felt like he got a lot of criticism and I'd like to say, do you know what? Give him his time. Let's see if he can perform, like you say, what, what he could do or, obviously, yeah, yeah. 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 And then round two, um, Jack Catchall. I'm, I'm John knows knows Jack pretty well. I'm sure you do, Alex, as well. Yeah. Bolton, surely, next door. Because what can we hope for now he's signed for Matchrooms? I think his career has just been, you know, it could have been so much, you know, look, he's had a good, very good career and made money, but 
I think he could have been handled in a lot of ways a lot better. He should have been shouting for the rooftops the other month when I know Taylor's fighting Lopez, but when, you know, Taylor yeah. sidestepped that. And I'm just hoping when he makes his comeback in May, obviously we knocked those straight into a world title. I hope he's not fighting some rugged Argentinian or Mexican who will just give him 10 rounds. Of, or, and I don't want someone like a 40-year-old Ishmael Barroso we've had over here before. I want to see him fight, say, a Sandor Martin or a Jose Pedraza, someone who's been at a level, or a, even a Sergei Limp. Is it Limpinets, is the, the guy? Um, You know, I, I, I just want to see him go back in in a fight, not against some Argentinian that's going to survive. When there's a bit of momentum lost, he's been out a long time, but it's still people following his career. And they don't want someone who's just going to survive for 10 rounds when he comes back in May. Uh, you know, let's hear from you both. But, John, I know you you have always have an opinion on, on Jack. Cause... Oh, yeah, I, I love Jack. Do you know what? Fighting tough Argentinians killed Jack's momentum years ago. Because yeah. when he was coming through the scene, he, he, I was there for his debut at Bowlers. And you could just see Jack had something about him. Jack was going to be good. He looks the part. He was in Manchester. He was hot on the heels of Ricky Atten, another 140-pounder. Then he went up a level and he was blasting out Stalker and Bruff. Mm. People were high on him. He's exciting. He had everything. And then he was fighting Argentinians and stuff going 10 rounds. The momentum just died. I, I honestly think he's the worst promoted British fighter and worst looked after and worst built from my time in around the sport in just over 10 years. I, I think he's such a waste. And fingers crossed he can just get him going now. It, it's not too late. I, I think he's potentially could have been a real, real star of British boxing who's just slipped away. Yeah. I, weirdly enough, I feel exactly the same. I was thinking it in the car and I felt like the way he's been promoted, I don't really want to say it because if he watches it, he's going to feel even, you know, you don't want him feeling like that. He's got a new chapter. He's gone with the zone and hopefully this is the platform that are going to yeah. give him what he, what, what he needs and what, what he deserves. Uh, I saw Jack in the ABAs. First time I saw him, I think he turned 18 and he was in the ABAs fighting a, um, a national finalist from Bolton called Chris Blinkhorn. And he hit Chris with some big shots and I'm thinking... This kid's some kid, and I think it was his first senior year. And like you say, I've, I've watched him, followed him. I've been lucky enough to have him in our gym sparring many times. Jamie's brought him over, um, and he's a pleasure to watch. And, you know, he's cagey character. He, he, he's a cagey fighter. He's clever. He, he knows his boxing. And it is such a shame because them wins like Bruff and Stalker, like you say, there was good wins at the time. But like you say, he didn't seem to really progress on it. And it's such a shame with the outcome of the last fight as well, the Taylor fight. It is. It's a shame with how he's being mistreated. I think he's gained a lot more fans, though. So I'm hoping yeah. this platform now is going to deliver. Just before we finish as well, people think he's quiet and stuff, but he's a right good lad as well, isn't he? Yeah. He yeah. could have easily built Jack into something. Easily. Yeah. Well, you're going to carry on talking now, John. Champs Camp is back, or there's been a yeah, resurgence, yeah. as you called it. Yeah, Joe Gallagher's back at Champs Camp, and I'm over the moon about it, to be honest. What a another little wasted thing here. What a wasted opportunity Champs Camp's been over the years. You know, if you think of all the famous gyms in Britain, Champs Camp might be number one. You know, it's the peak, you'd think the peacock, Champs Camp's right up there, and no one's got it working, have they? And I know Morris has worked so hard to keep it 
churning over, keeping people going and stuff. But that name and that brand should have active fighters and champions coming out of it all the time. And Joe's got a massive stable. He's gone back to where he started. And I'm pleased that champs come back on the Manchester scene now. Alex? Yeah, uh, I think champs come were one of the first gyms that I really knew when I was younger. You know, and I think, like he was saying, you know, growing up watching Ensley Bingham fight Winky Wrights and stuff, and yeah. Steve Foster Sr., and then uh, it, it, Phil Martin's gym with the gym when it, Carl Thompson and everyone. And it has been a shame. Like, I love going up there, you know, like, I used to, we used to go up quite regular, and then there has been a little drop with the fighters, as you say. You know, um, we used to go up when Sam Hyde was there, and, Ben Sheedy and that. And, and you know, Kelly I used to look there, yeah. looking at all the posters and talking to Ensley. And uh, you know, it was brilliant. And then, like you say, it sort of drifted away a little bit. And it's not had the, res not, I won't say respect, but it's just not had the sort of name and the the aura about it. But it, it, hopefully Joel's going to bring that back. He's obviously good at what he does. He's got a lot of class fighters. And um, hopefully we can see Champs Camp name back in the... I like to say, it's such a brand. I've got a Champs Camp top and I love it, you know. Yeah, I, I love I, the T-shirts. So. I've got... You know what? Yeah. I could just reminisce all night about Champs Camp. When I moved to Manchester in 1991, knew nobody. The only person I knew in Manchester when I moved up here was Steve Foster. Uh, I knew Phil a little bit. And that gym just welcomed me as one of their own from then. And, you know, it, you know Morris has been rooted as two for now and kept it going we keep fit as amateur boxers and it's just great it's back I mean when I heard that when Joe messaged me last week and told me I just said it was the best news I was going to hear that day that Champs Camp is back I could go on all night about it and you know it's just it's a place that means so much to me personally because of Phil Martin how he helped me when I come to Manchester and it's just such a shame a couple of years ago Morris and myself were trying to get the Phil Martin book off the ground and just couldn't get a publisher. But no, it's it's brilliant. It's back. And I'm looking forward to go. I'm going up there next week, I said to Joe. And hopefully he'll have them. He'll be selling some Champs Camp t-shirts soon. Let's hope yeah, so first, anyway. The first picture I saw him put up was someone doing the bar as well. Yeah, he did. That's <laughs> right. And it's the same bar they used to use all those years ago. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Right. Round four. Over to you, Alex. Boxing YouTubers. Yeah, I just thought it's one of them subjects that people are bringing up to me all the time. And obviously, I had a bit of um, involvement with Tommy's camp recently with the Jake Paul and the amount of money it's bringing in. And, you know, and I'm seeing my fighters struggle. I mean, I used to fight 10 rounds for two grand, you know, and then people are like, oh, they shouldn't be making all this money. And box. But, you know, shouldn't fighters be making money when they get the opportunity? You know, is this going to help boxers from sort of, this side come over and cross over at, you know, it, it's one of them subjects that you seem to speak to a lot of the old timers. They're like, I don't like it. You speak to the newest, you know, it's bringing a new audience in as well. I mean, there's yeah. this tag team boxing now as well, you know, yeah, maybe right. I can get Jack Flatley and Kyle Lamorty against somebody. I don't know. but <laughs> uh, It is crazy. And it? it is like, I, I'm, I'm a bit indecisive because I think, well, if they're coming off of my Central Area champion, Mickey Ellison, uh, some YouTuber for X amount of money, you know, Jake Paul, why would I say no? You know, why would I say no? Because he makes two grand for a Central Area defence, you know. Why would I say no if we could fight Jake Paul for X amount of money? So, you know, look. It, it's, just, it's, it's, wild, it's a wild, 
you know, era, innit? I'd have never thought it. I've loved boxing growing up all my life. You, probably you guys, like you said, 1991, would you, did you think you'd ever see anything like this that's going on now? It's madness. madness. I don't even know what the internet was going to be. Look, you know what? It isn't me. I'm not going to go and buy a ticket to it. As I said on here, Jake Paul, Tommy Fury, I wouldn't pay for it on the TV, but I was fascinated by it. I managed to watch it. Um, I was fascinated by the fight. You know, I was glued to watching it. And you know what? I won't, I won't pay for KSI Joe Fournier. But I'm laughing at it. I'm laughing at that fight. And you know what? Look, if they're getting weighed in money, they're getting weighed in. Don't resent people for getting weighed in money. You know, whether they're great, look, you know, whether they're only four-rounders and all that. Every four-rounder in this country would love to be a YouTuber to, if they were going to get that sort of money. That's my opinion. I'm not I'm not a lover of it, but I'm not going to stand here and say, you know, it's all yeah, for Fournier, what? Fournier, Fournier KSI is an absolute <laughs> fucking ball to me. And if I can manage to watch it somewhere, I'll watch it. Yeah, yeah, I tell yeah. you what, every four-round fighter in the country could be a YouTuber. Yeah, they could easily do it, but that's it. Alex, one thing you said then: if you had to enter tag, tag team boxing, who'd be a partner? I, I'm going to predict you say Martin Murray. What? Sorry, I reckon you'd say Martin Murray as well, your yeah, tag Ma team boxing Ma partner. Any, any of the old Oliver's lads, Martin Murray or Jamie Moore, I think. That you'd have to go with. <laughs> Can you imagine being knackered and Alex tagging in Martin Murray to come and finish you off? <laughs> Yeah, and, yeah. Im and imagine Martin not liking you because you've upset him or something. <laughs> <laughs> Little tag team boxing, let him get on with it, and good luck. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. If I'm a trainer, if I, I couldn't, I couldn't train a dog to piss against the wall. I don't profess to be a trainer. Okay, I know boxing, but I'm not a trainer. But if some boxing YouTuber said there's hundred grand to train me for this, I'll be down the fucking gym tomorrow with a with a hat that says coach on it. Exactly. Exactly. You know, you'd love a YouTuber to walk in your gym. KSI come to you and say, Alex, train oh, me. The, the, the more than welcome. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone's watching this, come to Bolton. <laughs> Any YouTubers. We, we said it's the best gym for sparring. You're all developed there. That's it. Um, yeah, get, get, get someone in six rounds, six hard rounds with Dil Magani or something like that. We'd love that. <laughs> be a YouTuber. Yeah. That'll yeah. I tell you what, I'm glad Dil Magani's not in here talking YouTubers. He would have been out for the three of us tonight, mate. He wouldn't have had us three tonight. We, we, he would have done something. Anyway, problems. And just, you know, round five, boxing's biggest problems. And I was trying to think things that, not the obvious things like promoters not getting on. You might think that. But some of the biggest issues, I'll get Alex on this, is the number of trainers who just hold and hold fighters back. They get to 15 and zero. And it's almost as if they're just waiting for a TV fight that they think they might not even win just to get them on there. I've, I've noticed this is more... Since we've been making matches, and I'm sure Tom has spoken to you about yeah. this, Alex. A number of trainers I come across who are good fellas, and they just want to get kids to 13, 14, and zero. And oh, I don't want him, don't want him. I might have a big fight for him next on a TV show. And yeah. and they're not. By the time they get there, they're 14 and zero. They've beaten one person with a winning record. And I just yeah. want to mainly get your take. I want to hear from John, obviously, but your take on on that, Alex. No, you do Problems see it facing quite... boxing. Yeah. You, you see it quite a lot. And to be honest, I think you should really test your fighters. If 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 you feel like your fighter can, you know, obviously can box a little and so on, you've got to test them. Um, we see it quite a lot on the VIP. Um, recently, there's been a few, you know, great fighters on, 
and, and they've stepped up and they've, they, they, they've took an L, unfortunately. It's not going to finish the career. You know, we've seen Joe Alice, a great fighter. He took an L, unfortunately. Uh, Sayer Iqbal, I really rate as well. But, you know, both two class fighters. They've took an L, but I don't think it's going to ruin them. I think it'll make them better fighters. You know, it's not that the poor fighters, that's why they've lost. That loss sometimes is massive. And I, I think they'll benefit. And I think sometimes they do get held back fighters. Um, I remember losing in my 13th fight and thinking, you know, like I learned so much more in that fight, you know. And these fighters, having them hard fights and them tests and them losses, will make them be better fighters down the line, definitely. And like you say, I think a lot of it, I think the fighters want to want to go. I think sometimes it's the the managers or the trainers that are holding them back, like yeah. you said, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Shall I tell you what I think one of the problems with boxing is at the minute? British go boxing. On. Yeah. Arse kissers. Go on, go on, John. And this goes down to some of the stuff I saw the YouTube um, reporters putting out on Twitter this last weekend around the Joshua fight was disgraceful. They're all... Um, making sure they get little exclusive banter interviews with Hearn and stuff. It was disgusting. But arse kisses around fighters, telling that they can do no wrong and everything's going right. Arse kisses, supporting them not taking these fights. You know, say, oh, you're better than that. You deserve more money and agreeing with them. But I think British boxing would be in a much better place if people had asked tough questions and people got told the truth and people asked questions which led to the truth and I think uh, arse kisses are a pretty bad problem with uh, British boxing at the moment Fair enough, we all know arse kisses I want to ask Alex about arse kisses I've done all my asses with Alex but we're overrunning again, Leo going to be doing his pieces at this when he edits this up but he's, he's the expert on all this um, Alex, arse kisses around boxers, when you have if you have boxers in your gym, I'm not asking you to name them who who having too much smoke blown up their ass by an ass kisser outside the gym, and they're coming into you saying, "Well, so and so told me I should be having this fight and earning that much." Yeah, I mean, it's something that you get at all levels. You get it in the amateurs with the young kids and the families, and and you get it at the higher level um, where people think they're getting hard done by, and they feel like they should they should be getting treated better, and people get in their ears. Um, it's usually people who don't understand boxing most of the time. They just don't have a clue how boxing works. And uh, yeah, you you do get it. And I like what John says. Something I've been thinking about this weekend again. I agree on a lot of stuff you've said tonight. Um, there's just so much bias in boxing at the moment. I mean, listening to the zone was so cringy. I feel sorry for the away fighters when they fight on the zone. It's unbelievable. They get this. Alex, they to... didn't mention a single shot Franklin landed. No, not at all. And these guys are going to watch that and that's the that's the highlight reel of their career and stuff like that. And they're going to have to mute it. It's terrible. Yeah. It's so biased. You know, it's unbelievable. Um, and it's all wrong. And it's something I've noticed myself a lot, so I'm glad you brought it up because you're right. right. It's horrendous. It's horrendous. Some of the, like I say, the people that hold the, the mobile phones at press conferences these days, and just stand in line to ask the same questions as the person before him. They were put on. They were on Twitter this week thanking Hearn for speaking to them and getting them subscribers. Now, come on, you know, you're not exactly going to ask him a devastating question the next day, are you? Because you're going to be worried he won't speak to you again. It, I can't believe some of the stuff I was seeing, but it's just taken as red now. But that's what it is. It's all yeah. the views, and, uh, and that's it. But. Well, 
We're over overrun, well overrun there, but um, we're going to the final round. John Evans is stealing the show tonight. Everyone knows yeah, this bit that is. Alex is smashing it, but John Evans is like, he's another level here tonight. John, yeah. you want to talk about your top five heavyweights? So I, I don't know if it's going to be another blast from you, John, or what we're going to get here tonight. No, no, who, what, what's, your, what's your top five? And I'll, I will go, I'm going to go Fury number one, because I think he'd beat Usyk if he fought. Usyk number two. Yeah. I'll put Wilder number three because uh, he had, he went to hell and back with my number one. He, he could have had him out three or four times. I know he lost two fights, but he had Fury out a few times. So Wilder's number three. I'm going to put Joe Joyce at number... Uh, the Juggernaut at number four, and I'm putting Joshua at five. You ain't going to believe this. That is my... I put some notes today of it. Top five heavyweights. Name yours. Fury, Usyk, Wilder, Josh. Wilder, Joyce, Joshua. There you go. Yeah. So I'm with you, John. What's yours, Alex? You're, uh, you, know. you know what? Mine's probably all the same people. Um, I just don't know what Wilder's got after them three fights with Tyson. And I mean, you never know what Tyson's got after them three fights with Wilder because they were wars. Um, yeah. But I, I think Fury, Fury's got more left. And I think well, he might have took a bit out of Wilder that, a bit too much. You know, I, I, I maybe put... Or Joyce in front of him. Yeah, you know, yeah. that was either like strong. Yeah, I really like him. He boxes like George Foreman. He moves and punches left, going right. He, you know, he, he's got really, he's really underestimated. He's got very good hand coordination and his timing and stuff. He's he's a very underrated fighter and he's massive. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, 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 that was the only thing I I, I thought Wilder or Joyce. But uh, Wild, Wilder, he, I thought he looked good against um, Hellenius on his comeback fight because yeah. that that could have proven a tricky night if he had nothing left. But he flattened Definitely. him, didn't he? So I, I think Wilder deserves to be to be their number three. Yeah. But I, yeah. I saw them talking about Joshua's next opponent. They named White Otto Wallin and jo potentially Joe Joyce. I think we know it's not going to be Joe Joyce no. though, because yeah. that'd be a horrendous matchup for him. At the I, I think they'd take the Fury fight if it all suited them. Yeah. Where, you know, because of how much money's there, they'd, they'd have to take that. Uh, Dillian White, uh, Dillian, you know, Ivan's, I haven't seen the performance the other night, but a Dillian White is really one you could sell well, I think. Yeah, that makes sense, I think. You know, and but... that might, Alex, that might be the fight to draw that nastiness back out of Joshua because yeah. they hate each other, don't they? Yeah, I, th I think that's the way forward. I think Tyson, I really rate Tyson. He's one of the, you know, he's unbelievable. He's the best now, and he's one. I put him up there with some of the best all, all ever. He, mm. He's he's a very good fighter. He's underrated, and I think he 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 just beats Joshua too too easily. Joshua needs some more fights, some learning fights under yeah. his new coach. I think it's too soon in winning with Fury personally. I think John's been saying that for every week, similar to that every week. He just wants to see Joshua stay busy this year. Yeah. You? Yeah. yeah, fight fight in July, fight September, fight December. And then, if, if, if and he wants then in. to do it then, like you said right at the start, Alex. Yeah. 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 All right, fellas. Well, it's been a great half hour tonight. Brilliant. Alex, you were brilliant. John, you was on, on top, top form tonight. I uh, hope everyone watching has enjoyed it. Alex, thanks for rushing from it with your amateurs you. tonight to, to get here. Now you can get back to your family, although <laughs> we're recording this about nine o'clock at night. Thanks very much, fellas, and thanks, John. Thanks, For all boxing, info, news, and latest interviews, amateur and pro, across and off, click and subscribe. VIP, boxing promotions. Also, 
Twitter, Instagram and Facebook.